Well, good morning and welcome to this post-Christmas edition of Jesus and Java. I hope you all are doing well this morning. My name is Lauren Sisson. Uh, if any of you stumbled onto this by accident, this is where we drink a little coffee and talk about the Word as we uh, go about our day and try to begin our day or at some point in the day spend some time with Jesus and that's why we call it Jesus in Java. Um, I know that most all of us spend some time with coffee or Java every day, but what's more important than that? Well, spending time with Jesus is more important than that, so we have married those two and called the podcast or video, whatever you want to call it, Jesus and Java. Um, it's about quarter to six on the 29th, and I'm downstairs. Uh, everybody is asleep, but for some reason lately I can't sleep past about 5 a.m., and especially on Sunday morning, I seem to rise a little bit earlier um, in hopes of coming downstairs and spending a little bit of time with the Lord. And so that happened this morning, and I just want to share some of my thoughts. Um, again, I've been reading uh, a new book um, for me, but a, probably a book that's been out for a while, published by Crossway. It's called Taking God at His Word by Kevin DeYoung. And the introduction to the book, first probably 30 pages or so, dives into Psalm 119 in the Old Testament, the longest psalm. Uh, in the book of Psalms and the longest chapter in, in the entire Bible. And last time we dealt with the question that DeYoung posed to us, which was what should we feel about the Word of God? And today what we're looking at, I'm, I'm sorry, last time we talked about what we should believe about the Word of God. And today what we're talking about is what should we feel about the Word of God? So what DeYoung actually um puts forward are three different things that the psalmist, the writer of the psalm, actually comes up with um, and expresses throughout the entire body of the psalm, and that is that the writer is delighting in the Word of God, that he is desiring the Word of God, and that he is depending on the Word of God. So let's look at those three things. Um, there's, there's a ton of emotional language um, in Psalm 119. And it's important to remember that the Bible is actually, it's a, it's a book of great benefit to us who are believers. It's also a book of um, great warnings to us who are believers, us who are non-believers. Um, but you see the emotional language in Psalm 119 over and over and over again. For example, you see it in verse 48, 97, 119, 127, 140. And you can tell when you read that psalm and see those verses specifically that there is a delight going on um, by the writer that he is, he is absolutely um, just, I don't want to sound corny, but he's in love with the Word of God. He is delighting in it. It is literally bringing a smile to his face. Now, at the same time, he also is very upset about the fact when people disregard the Word of God. Um, so you can imagine 
you know, something that you hold dear. Um, let's say, for example, and this is very trivial, let's say, for example, you're a golfer, just like me, and you love to play golf, and you go out and you shoot an incredible score, you play great, and then you, uh, in, in passing conversation, talk to somebody about it, and they're like, golf is stupid. Well, you've been playing golf for, let's say, 15 years, you've never shot a score this good, and all of a sudden, somebody just absolutely rails on it and says, that's the dumbest way to spend any of your time. How would that make you feel? Right? So what DeYoung is saying here and what Psalm 119 is communicating um, is that the psalmist does not like it when somebody disregards the word of God. He considers them foolish. He considers them corrupt. Um, and and DeYoung makes a great point on page 20. He says, no one who truly delights in God's word will be indifferent to the disregarding of it. I think that's a great point. No one who delights in God's word will be indifferent to the disregarding of it. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, that, you know, when people speak out against the word of God to the believer, it should sting um, for two reasons. One, because we know what they're saying is attacking the Lord and Savior. Uh, the other is that this person's eyes have not yet been opened and they're bound for hell, most likely. Now, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying most people who attack the Word of God um, are not saved by it, uh, in my general experience. Um, so the psalmist, again, he, he delights in the Word of God. And the next thing he talks about is he desires the Word of God. He wants to keep God's commandments he, he wants to get to a point where he could consider suffering a blessing if that suffering, the suffering helps him to become more obedient to God's word, okay? Um, and the third thing that he does, he delights in it, he desires it, and he depends on it. So we have an incredible need for the word of God. Um, DeYoung says there's lots of things that we want in life, but few things that we really need. And the Word of God's one of those things that we really need. The Word of God tells us, it answers the four fundamental questions of life. You know, where do we come from? Why are we here? What are we supposed to do while we're here? And where are we going after all this is over? There's no other worldview that can answer all four of those questions. There's a few worldviews that can answer two or maybe even three. But none of them can answer answer all four. So there's lots of things that we want in life, but there's few things we really need. And the Word of God is something we really need. So the psalmist is depending on the Word of God. We need it. We need it to tell us who we are. We need it to tell us who God is. We need it to tell us what God has done. We need it to tell us how we can come and be in fellowship with God once again. And we need it to tell us what is going to happen because of that and then also what is going to happen when Jesus returns. Now that bridges me right to the next point, which is all of this all of this stuff about <clears throat> how we feel about the Word of God is important because it ought to mirror how we feel about Christ. Do we delight in Christ? Do we desire Jesus? Do we depend on Jesus? Right? Or are we just one of those three? Are we none of those three? Are we out there claiming to be a Christian 
However, we're not feeding on the Word of God daily. We're not desiring the Word of God. We're not looking for what Jesus says about a specific situation. Remember, we talked before, His Word does not change. It is perfect, and it can speak into the lives of anyone at any time, anywhere. Don't forget that. It's the power of God, right? And take, for example, um, thinking of, of when somebody is saved, okay? Somebody's not been saved because they prayed a prayer. Somebody's not been saved because they raised their hand. Somebody hasn't been saved by the power of this, this phrase going around nowadays where we, we tell our children or whoever to invite Jesus into their heart. No, 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 no. You're not saved by the power of any of that. You're saved by the power of the gospel. And the power of the gospel is what saves you. It's nothing that you do. It's what he's done. Let me say that again. It's not what you've done. It's what Jesus has done for you to bring you back to God. And until you realize that you need that, that you can't do it yourself, then there's a very good chance, my friend, that you will continue on in this religious pursuit, thinking that you're doing things to please God and he thinks you're he's going to consider you a quote-unquote good person and he's going to let you into heaven based on that. When the reality is, the Bible says, none of us are good. Psalm 119 reiterates that. It says that we turn away from his word. We long to keep his commandments, but we, we don't. So thinking about Psalm 119, delighting, desiring, depending on God's word, do we feel the same way about Jesus Christ? Do we delight in Him? Do we desire Him? Do we depend on Him? Psalm 119 is a mirror for how we should feel about Jesus. So friend, I, I encourage you today to ask yourself those three questions. Do I delight in God's Word? Do I desire God's Word? Do I depend on God's Word? And then think about what that means as far as Jesus Christ is considered as well. Do you delight in Jesus Christ, who he is? Do you desire him for what he's done, for the counsel that he provides? And do you depend on him? Do you trust him, like I always say, do you, like you would trust a parachute? Or are you jumping out of a plane holding it in your right hand? No, 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 put him on, put him on. And lastly, I'll just say, um, if you feel like you haven't done any of those things today, um, that you haven't trusted in Christ with all of your being, if you haven't been born again, then I encourage you to repent. Repentance is admitting to God that you're a sinner, admitting to God that you are wrong, that he is right, and telling him, literally telling him that you're sorry for all of the wrong that you've done against him and asking him for his forgiveness, genuinely turning from your own sin. It's not anybody else's sin, it's yours. Once you've repented, put your trust in Jesus Christ. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that instantaneously, you've been given a new heart. The Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you. And 
Jesus himself is interceding for you. You've been adopted as a son, as a child of God. You've walked across the bridge that is Christ and back into fellowship with your creator. And your name's been written in the book of life. And there isn't anything better than that. Knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that when God calls your number and your time on this earth is done, that you will be with him in his presence for eternity. So I hope that's a blessing to you. I hope you have a wonderful new year. This has been Jesus in Java, doing something a little different today, going a little more audio um, and no, no video. Uh, it's always a pleasure to spend some time in God's word with you. And I pray that uh, the grace and peace of Jesus Christ would be with you guys always. In Jesus' name, have a good one. Peace.